All right, let's try this. This is the voiceover for movie trailer. Take one. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. You're listening to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, C.J. Simonson and Kate Brockman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trailer Trash on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network, the show where trailers get the fair and balanced review they deserve after a night of drinking. My name is C.J. Simonson. I'm the music editor over at Merry-Go-Round Magazine, and I am joined by... I'm Kate Brockett. I'm the TV editor of Merry-Go-Round Magazine. And we have indeed been doing some drinking. We have. I have lots of uh, liquids in front of me. Good intro, by the way. Oh, thanks. It's pretty close. There were some, there were some, uh, some riffs. But bit. you made it. The cadence was there. Yeah, I was gonna say it's last. I was I was conducting like Jeffrey Rush in the King's Speech. You did do that, yeah. Was it helpful? Um, I was like trying to just focus on one point of my piece of paper so that I like just could get through it without distraction. Um, so it's unclear. Next maybe. time, what we'll do is we'll put headphones on you with music playing extremely loud so you can't hear yourself talking, and then cool. have you do the intro, and then you'll do it. Perfect. It'll be just like a neutered, uh, you know, awards bait period piece Oscar film. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be great. Just I, like that. I can uh, I can win an Oscar just as Colin Firth did. The CJ's speech. That's good. It's not bad. It almost it's got rings. a ring to it. it. Almost it almost lands. I think. Um, what you drinking? I am drinking again a Humboldt Brewing Company Nectar IPA. This is very good. Yeah. I like this quite a lot. Yeah, I don't really know a lot about Humboldt. Uh, Humboldt, I do not believe, is independent craft beer. I think they're owned by someone or something or nothing. Um, I do know they make a hemp IPA that I've had. Brewed and bottled by Humboldt Brewing Company. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I, I I think that they're like a subsidiary branch of a much larger non craft mm. uh, or non independent brewery, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those, uh, they're, they're decent. They're yeah, it's bad. good. It's a nice yeah. can. I, I finished baby beer, imagine. Yes, yes. baby because... beer is alluded to on the last episode. Mm-hmm. It, I, I would hope you would have finished it. It's a very scant amount of beer. Slow sipper. Yes. Make it last over a whole week. That's not how beer works. Well, because it's so small, it stays cold for so long. Fair enough. That's the science. That's, that's the tea. That's science. No, it's not tea, it's beer. Hmm. You're correct. I actually speaking of tea, I did have a kombucha beer, and that was very good. I've been having trying a lot of kombucha beers. They're they're in circulation around a lot of places in LA, and I got to say they're very good. Yeah, if you go to uh, again, I'll shout them out a second time, and I hope that someone goes in there and goes, even if this is not true, and says, "I heard about you via Trailer Trash, the podcast." Um, uh, Sunset Beer Company, where I get most of the beers we drink on this pod, have like what is essentially now an entire uh, refrigerator full of kombucha beer. So wow. it's a whole thing. It's very good. It's very light and refreshing. And because it has the the good bacteria in it, it doesn't make my tummy as rumbly as regular beer does sometimes because it's get a little bit of help. There you go. Sometimes you just need a little help. Got sometimes it. you got to help out your gut flora. Gotta your go. gut flora works hard all day long. Sometimes maybe it just needs a little help, CJ. Okay. Maybe the gut flora just needs somebody to, I don't know, do the dishes from time to time without being asked. Well, I mean... I. I've done some dishes recently, but... Uh, Just saying. This is purely hypothetical. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I'll forward on the message to the person that it seems like it's directed to, question mark? My gut flora. Your gut flora, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, your Sometimes. gut Stephen Penn flora. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Stephen's very good about doing the dishes. No, yeah, for the record, in case he listens. He um, doesn't. I am finishing up this Angel City IPA, which is technically independent craft brew. It's got the nice little sticker, the certified guy. Oh, there's a sticker? Yeah, so if you see, it's an upside-down bottle. It says independent craft beer. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't have it, I don't think. Um, that's how you know. Oh my that's god! How you know. So you can kind of learn. You can learn a little bit in so much as it is certified by a much larger organization that says, "Hey, this is independent craft beer and whatever." Oh. Um, so good to know. And then uh, moving on to this, probably doesn't have it. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, New Belgian. Uh, this is Jucifer. Jucifer. This is part of their Voodoo Ranger series. I did not know it was now being considered a series. Um, yeah, I like Voodoo Ranger. I like all their hazies. Uh, this is not bad. It is a high ABV, so it will kick my ass as we go. It's good. As will the shot that we're about to do. Oh, man. This podcast is so fun. It was. But there's part of it that's just not fun. Say goodnight, Kevin. Aw. Who's Kevin? That's from uh, Home Alone. Oh, goodnight, Kevin. Buzz's girlfriend. We aren't. I'm not shooting uh, Evan Williams right now. I'm shooting a Jim Beam, and it is Ooh. an easier bourbon. Really? Also, yeah. A little bit. Ugh. You got this. I know. I promise. It's over. It's over. We're done. And you know what's great, and we'll do this right now, I think, because it, it makes sense to do, but no alcohol on the next podcast. Hmm? No hard alcohol on the next podcast. That's true. The next podcast that you and I will do is a special edition of Trailer Trashed. It will be a power hour. Are we officially announcing it? We might as well. Oh my god. We gotta tease it somewhere. We'll tease it at the end again, but you won't have to do any shots of tequila. <laughs> You will just have to drink an immense amount of beer. That's true. So no, no hard, hard liquor. Am I supposed to like eat or like not eat? Because it's so much. There, I'm... there are a lot of trains of thought about this. I believe. I need. To, I feel like we need to start training. I feel like I'm training for a marathon. You kind of do. I feel like you do really need to probably look up, you know, some stuff on Tips. the internet. Yeah. Because I think there are two. The biggest piece of advice I've ever gotten on this subject, which I don't know why it stayed with me, is that you should just burp when you have to burp. Because if you don't, then it's going to just, like, fester inside you, and that's where you start to hit the, like, I'm going to vomit phase. Ugh. Now, the idea that we're going to be doing this amidst talking about various network television uh, pilot yes. reviews is a lot. I think the goal should be to get through as many as possible and not necessarily to get through all of them. So I've, I've specifically loaded the CBS ones at the end because <laughs> no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Sorry, CBS. Yeah. CW. A plus. Yes. CBS. CW yeah. will be at a nice point of drunk, I believe. ABC's maybe the beginning. I forget how I, I ramped it. But, we'll figure um, it out. But anyway. We're very we're excited. Doing, we're but, doing a power hour. But there won't be any tequila involved in that. That's probably good. We'll see. I feel like this isn't... I haven't told my mom that we're doing this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm frankly nervous about it. But um, Me too. I'm like nervous about it. I've never done one. It's a lot. It's not that I've never... Like, here's the thing. Is I've had that much 
you know, alcohol in my life before. Right. I've had five low ABV beers. Right. I've had a whole six pack by myself over the course of like an hour or two. Yeah, I, I did it last night. But like, yeah. I, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm curious to know the, the psychological effects of drinking that much within one hour. So... It'll be exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk through shows that I do not give a shit about. Yes. <laughs> Mostly spoilers. But you know, if we if we don't make it, that's going to be okay too. Yes. Do you have to pee? Like I don't think you ever have to pee. Vomit very much so. Oh boy. There will be trash cans on standby. Anyway, tune in. It's going to be weird as hell. Yes, and then it's important to note that we will be off the following week. So if you're listening to this now uh, and you're trying to plan out your commute or whatever, uh, we will have an episode out for 4th of July, and then the week after we will be taking a break because after 4th of July, uh, recreationally, our livers will just be destroyed. So It's true. So we just need to take a break after that. You know? Just one week break. Just a one-week break, and then we'll be back with regular scheduled programming in the middle of July. Yes. But it'll be fun, and it'll be a way to kick off, you know, we never take a break, so that's good. Nope, we did. We kind of by the hair of our chinny-chin-chins last week, but so far we have had one episode per week the whole time we've been doing it. Yeah, well, our E3 episode went up late because we had to wait for E3 to be done. Yeah. Frankly, so. You're right. So that's not on us, that's on E3. And Get it together, write, E3. Write your congressperson. That's all I would say. Yeah. Um, we should jump into some trailers. Probably. Let's start with um, um, I, a movie I'm not sure people are asking for. I guess we can get into it. Uh, Doctor Sleep. You're magic. Like me. I need you to listen to me. The world's a hungry place. A dark place. Hi there. I only met two or three people like us. They died. When I was a kid, I bumped into these things. I don't know about magic. I... I was called it The Shining. I would like to go to sleep. What is your relation with The Shining? Shining good? Yeah, you know? that's it. I mean, I it was probably one of the first, like, capital S scary movies that I saw. Okay. It's one of those scary movies that you can, like kind of watched well, when you're younger. It's Kubrick horror, like, so it's with, very cerebral. I feel like I watched it with my mom, which is kind of weird considering there's like a bear mask blowjob in that movie. Yes. But like, it's not, it's not not mom friendly. You know what I mean? It's like dramatic and intense. Well, I think that that's the thing that she, amidst other kinds of movies of that era like shields it from the like true horror tag is that it's a dramatic film it's dramatic it's like helen like i'm gonna show little caitlin a real movie right it's like one of the like the sixth sense is another one of those sure not that the shining is in the same ballpark as the sixth sense in terms of like quality and genius i guess yes but it's kind of in that same like it's scary and it's intense, but it's not like too much. 
Yes. The Shining was never a movie for me that like made me shit my pants with fear. That was never really my relationship with this film. It's creepy. It's not... Yeah, it's atmospheric. But I mean, I know people who <laughs> just like... The Shining, they saw it as a kid and just scared the absolute crap out of them. Kid, and... I'm so sorry. Yeah, continue going. <laughs> we have to know that we are drinking. Yeah, yeah. But that was never my experience of it. It was always just like spooky movie. Kubrick is spooky. Yeah, spooky I mean, Kubrick. I, I think it's like as spooky as most of his other films, to be yeah. honest. Like, I don't put it above kind of the like strange surrealist horror of yeah. like 2001 or. Um, the kind of like surreal violence of Clockwork Orange, like yeah. I, like I think that like he works in that pocket really well, which is obviously why people love him, um, obviously. But I, you know, I've seen The Shining twice, not in a long time, um, probably eight eight or nine years, maybe yeah, I don't know, a while. Um, yeah, it's been a while for me too. Maybe I need to rewatch it. I would love like to as an adult. It. I would love to rewatch it, especially watching this trailer. Yeah. Which calls back a lot of the obvious iconography of that film. The Red Rum. The Red Rum. The, the door. The door. The poking through the door. The um, tricycle and the twins. And... Well, some of it seems to be actual lifted either recreations or shots. I think they're recreations. Recreations, I would imagine, yeah. But like, okay, it's The Shining. Yeah, all short of getting like an all work and no play kind of like yeah. work in. Like so, they hit all the bases. So Owen McGregor plays Danny, Danny as an adult. Correct. And he is a quote unquote question mark social worker? I think. That seems Which almost made me, when I first saw this, I was very tired. I thought, oh my god, The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, social worker, creepy child, magic powers. Like, it gave, this trailer gives me a very Sixth Sense vibe. And at first I was like, Kate, you're such an idiot. And then I'm like, no, that's like a reasonable train of thought to go down. Well, the, the, the amount of like, magic? Or like, uh... I, I, I guess magic, like, definitely feels, like, way more, on, not on the nose, but, like, a, a more focused, central part of yeah. this entire thing. So, anyway, what what happens is Danny, yes. as an adult, meets a little girl who yeah. also has The Shining. And it seems like there are other people with The Shining. And what I'm worried is... What I'm worried about is that this is opening up, like, The Shining-verse... Yeah. I'm worried that that's where this is going, which would just be, like, head-smashingly dumb for them to do. Because, like, the shining part of the shining, quote-unquote, like, I feel like is, like, not the compelling part of the movie. No. Like, like the compelling part, <laughs> I mean, for the most part, is Nicholson's performance, right? Like, is, yeah, like, how I was going to say that, too. Is how good he is and how terrifying the idea that being, like... The isolation and and the, and how Stanley Kubrick just straight up tortured Shelley Duvall for right. like ten weeks, yes, or yeah, more, yeah, which is awful, which is awful, especially given her current condition. But, yeah, she is not doing too great, not doing too hot. But um, you know, like I, I think that that movie works a lot because there is that kind of like very the, the fear of being trapped alone, especially with like. You know, not to put it in, like, modern terms, but I think the reason the movie probably works now is, like, the toxic masculinity of, like, this one isolated individual yeah. when there's no call for help that can possibly exist. That, like, all the You know, other... like, mother. 
slightly different, uh, <laughs> a, dif- a different energy entirely. Uh, a, that's a much more claustrophobic kind of uh, grating kind that of energy. That movie was but, so bad. But, uh, you know, but I think that that's the thing that I think about way more than I ever think about, like, the other kind of, like, spooky extraterrestrial, not extraterrestrial, but, like, you know... Aronofsky not only inserted himself into this movie, like, in the character representing God, but then cast Joaquin Phoenix to play himself. Yes. I just wanted to put that out there. We can go back to talking about Dr. Sleep now. Okay. Yeah. I have more thoughts on that, but perhaps for a different Maybe Maybe we could farm it for bonus content one day. Uh, well, I'm sure, depending on how your thoughts stack up against other editors, we can have it in the episode where you guys all dunk on me for 8th, or not 8th grade, but uh, for Boyhood. Boyhood? Perhaps I exist on a different I have not seen Boyhood. Oh, okay. Well. I could be juries out. Maybe. Doctor Sleep does seem like it probably slips a little bit too much into this, like, how fun would it be if, like, the mysticism of the world, like, mattered more? Or the mythology, like, you know, all of this stuff. And and here's the other thing, too, that I think is worth noting. Is that, like, this comes from a book that was by Stephen King. Is Doctor Sleep also a book that is actually the sequel to The Shining? Correct. All of that is true. Okay. That um, makes me a little more pro this. But it probably shouldn't in the sense that King hates The Shining, and that like he hates everything and, but but Kubrick took a lot of like creative liberties from what I understand of what that book is so if this is a more straight retelling of what the book is it probably doesn't line up with what our you know interpretation of what yeah. the film is you know what I mean like so uh, for this to be a truly great movie he would have to say fuck Stephen King again this is I'm taking his source material and building off of the movie that is Kubrick Stanley made. Kubrick doing this is this a TV show? No, this is a movie. This is a movie. Yeah. Is Stanley Cooper doing this? Well, Stanley Cooper's been dead for like 20 years. Oh. Yeah. My answer's that then. Yeah, yeah. This is a guy... Because I just feel his, his influence on cinema is just so lasting that it's like he's still with us. That's why. I knew that he was dead. He just feels so present in my everyday life. This is a man named uh, Mike Flanagan who has done like other Stephen king kind of adaptations. Hmm. Um, oh, so it's going to be like new it. Kind of. He did Ouija Origin of Evil. And he oh did my god. Uh, he did, but he did Hush and Oculus and a bunch of stuff that people really People like, like Hush. Yeah. So like, I think it's got the bona fides. Like people enjoy the entirety of the like, like what he brings. I think maybe his source material is questionable. But that's where I kind of go like, oh, what's the, like, wh- what's the actual like, goal here is it to make a true adaptation of a book that like people will have like misremembered kind of ideas of what they're trying to get because most people haven't watched or sorry most people haven't read the shining they've only seen the shining and the thing they watched was not a true representation of the of that you know what i mean like so there's a disconnect between what this is going to end up being because it's either going to be too true to the source material in which case people that have like us that have only seen the movie will be like fuck this like what is this and then there will be people that have read the book that will be like, oh, this was great. This was exactly what I needed. And it's like, but, uh, you know. I am rolling my eyes so hard. They have rolled out of my head and down out the window. And now I am blind. They're on fountain. They're rolling towards the Scientology building. Yes. Allegedly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah. He looks cool. Ian, I, I love Ellen McGregor. We love Ian McGregor. He is a pure, perfect cinnamon roll, and his smile could light a thousand rooms, and, and I want to be near him, and I want him to hold my hand. He's got a huge dick, and he can ride motorcycles. Yeah, that too. Oh, that's real good. But then, when we're done with the huge dick, I want him to hold my hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's like that kind of guy. He's the, not like an Alexander Skarsgård. Post intimacy. Yeah. Hand-holding? Yeah. You know, like a hand hold. It's nice to hold. Do you hold hands, CJ? Do you happily hold hands? Uh, post intimacy or in our regular lives? In our regular lives. Uh, no to both questions. Um, you don't hold hands. It's nice to hold hands. Not really. You don't like sitting on the couch, hold hands. Occasionally, maybe. Oh, I love uh, to hold hands. Yeah. I think I and I think also she kind of find it to be slightly overrated, but I, you know. Hand holding is nice. I would yeah. like to hold hands with Emma McGregor. You know what? In this trailer, have at it. I will. Yeah. He seems I, like he needs someone to hold his hand in this trailer. I will say, um, you know, we were talking with former guest Ian Campbell. Uh, Hi, he, Ian. As he was leaving. Fan of the pod. Fan of the pod. Um, that, you know, kind of like the idea that it would be very impossible to capture the kind of magnetism that Jack Nicholson evokes in that role because it's so iconic. And yeah. because what Nicholson do- brings to screen is just so very specific. Like, yeah. he, he is really a truly one-of-a-kind kind of actor. But Owen McGregor's not playing that character. Which is what I was going to say is, like, I think that what he does, given the trauma that he had to have survived in the first movie, and given the likeness he has to someone that could be the descendant of both of those actors... Yeah. And, and I like I was like oh I think I like it I think I really like it like, I think I, so too I, I, I was nervous going in that he wouldn't and I and also we've seen Ian McGregor I think he can play crazy if oh, he yeah. wants to you know I remember watching Velvet Goldmine and he plays the Iggy Pop character in there and he's like he's just got this kind of like raw magnetism and I think that like I think he can do it I, I'm excited I think so too if this ends up being an Owen McGregor vehicle in the same way that The Shining was a Jack Nicholson vehicle I will be happy yeah and I think that's not an unfair thing to ask yeah yeah um, let's move on to a movie that uh, we maybe have slightly more to say about because it's slightly more conventional, but uh, is Ford versus Ferrari. Look out there. Out there is the perfect lap. You see it? I think so. Most people can't. Carol Shelby, maybe? Lee Iacocca, Ford Motor. Suppose Henry Ford II wanted to build the greatest race car the world's ever seen to win the 24 hours of Le Mans. What's it take? Well, it takes something money can't buy. Money can buy speed. What in about speed? You need a pure racer behind the wheel of your car. That's Ken Miles. I don't trust him an inch. We heard he's difficult. No, no, Ken's a puppy dog. No, whatever it is, Shell, no. Trust me. You're gonna build a car to beat Ferrari with a Ford. Correct. And how long did you tell them that you needed? Two, 300 years? 90 days. <laughs> This isn't the first time Ford Motors has gone to war. We know how to do more than push paper. Go ahead, Carol. 
go to war. Do we have more to say about this? I feel like I kind of do. I am... Two episodes in a row, we have Rolling Stones songs in trailers, by the way. I am deeply ambivalent to cars. Yeah, oh, I don't care about cars at all. This just reminds me of, like, trading paint. And at least then we could get tied up in, like, what does trading paint mean? But now it's, like, Ford versus Ferrari. I don't have anything to argue about with this title, CJ. They're going to build a Ford. They have 90 days to build a Ford that can beat a Ferrari. Because America. And I'm like, ugh. I go a slightly different direction with this. The thing it reminds me most of is a movie called Rush. Do you remember Rush? Yeah, Rush was good. Rush was, Rush, in my opinion, was excellent. I am in a very small, I don't think so. I don't think really? so. Yeah, I've heard I when when Rush was a thing, people were like, no, Rush is like super good. Maybe it could have just been my weird friends, but Rush is extremely good as Rush not, Bats like, high 70s on Rotten Tomatoes, I think, but generally got swept under the rug yeah. Oscars wise. But no, it's people, a Ron Howard movie, so it already kind of has that a little bit working against it. It's got the very hunky Chris Hemsworth. It's mm. also got the very hunky uh Olivia Wilde. Mm. Um and I enjoy that movie a lot. I actually think like as far as Ron Howard movies go, like and this is this will be you know perhaps very controversial uh, top five like an excellent film like a very competently made film that like nails car action sequences which are very hard to do in like a real life sense like I think it's hard to watch people do NASCAR and think like this is gripping and exciting in the same way that like space exploration is like a very hard thing to capture as gripping and exciting and that's the only thing I really love about First Man. Well, um, space exploration is gripping and exciting by virtue of it being in space. It should be. But so frequently, I think that people lose the fear factor of like, holy shit, this is very dangerous. In the same way that like NASCAR is very dangerous. Like, how many episodes in a row can we talk about how you and I are deeply afraid of space? Well, <laughs> as many as possible so that people fucking understand for once and for all. But, you know. Space is scary. I had a I had a conversation at um, Stephen's brother graduated from high school and we were like out in the backyard having his big graduation party with a bunch of family friends. And I was like, you could have all expenses trip paid to Vegas or all expenses trip paid to space. Okay. Where would you go? Vegas or space? Space only because I feel like the story is better, but I would be infinitely terrified. Vegas. I don't want to go to fucking space. I would, it's I would terrifying to go to space. I do space because for the rest of my life, people would be like, "You went to space? Like no one else would." But do what it. if you die in space? Then I die in See, space. See, you're really derailing this dynamic we have going. I die a hero. Um, no, Are but, you a hero? But here's the thing if is, someone pays for you to go to space, well, sure. I don't know. Challenger. <laughs> Does everyone up. who people... go to sp- is everyone who goes to space a hero? Is that if all you it die takes? in space? Sure. No, but if you don't die, do you go to space? No, if I don't die, then I get to live to tell the tale, and people will ask me, like, what was it like? But what are you a thing? hero if you just, by virtue of going to space, does that make you a hero? No, it's a net sum game, right? Like, if I, if I, if I die, then I right. am a hero. And if I don't, but then, you don't then get I to got en- to go to space. But then you don't get to enjoy being a hero if you die. You're just I, but to at that point, I don't to need space. to be a hero. I got to go to space. But your worst fear is space. No, my worst fear is, is elements of space. I don't think that my worst fear is generally... Like, because it's the same thing that, like, I am genuinely afraid of the ocean. But I scuba dive. Like, like I, I find the ocean to be 100% one of the scariest things that's ever existed. We have no idea what's down there. Like, we, we know nothing about the ocean. Like, we regularly, like, holy shit, we found this new thing. The ocean has been around for literally since we've been here. Like, like we just before are finding out that. about it. Since before that, yeah. We're the finding... ocean was, like, the first thing. Yeah, and we're just finding out about things. And it's like, holy shit, like, how is that possible? But 
I would say that like I find that to be surreal and yet I will still go do it in the same way that in space like I would not I, there are things that would terrify me about it but I think the experience of being there if I had like watching people do it don't love it sweaty palms I think it's terrifying I don't want it and if I were up there I would be thinking about those things the whole time just as I would but if you're scuba diving if you're in the ocean and you're like I'm done being in the ocean you can just swim to the surface you think that and that is also not really true well you have to do it slowly so your lungs don't explode (laughs) right if I see a shark and there's a shark that's going to kill me I can't just pop to the top I will get the bends and die like like there are so many things that you could do down there that will end in you dying but you're still on earth in space it's like fuck this I want to go home it's like okay you can be home in three days oh it's it's eight to nine times more terrifying than being in the ocean no question I have like zero desire to go to space it, yes between those two all things, expenses would... paid week in Vegas or all expenses paid week in space Vegas 100% space because one thing is once in a lifetime the other thing I will have the chance to do with like some trust fund friend I have I just want a free trip to Vegas yeah sure but I'll be able to do that at some point like someone will like I'll, like I'll get married or I'll have a, whatever it doesn't matter I nope anyway Ford versus Ferrari. I don't even remember what I was going down, but... Cars. Oh, I just love Rush. I just think it's great. People... It was... People don't understand how, like, gripping it is to be in cars versus, like, going to space. And then we started talking about how terrifying space is. Oh, well, I was just... Yeah, I was just describing, like, I think the thing I like about First Man is that it captures a very real sense that, like, this is just a machine. It's, like, it at any point can fail you. Like, that part of it is very terrifying, which I still believe. In the same way that... NASCAR or driving very quick, fast in a car, it is, especially in this, in the eras they're depicting, it is just a car. Like it is just a thing. It is just a series of of parts put together to make you go fast. And it's not like, it's not Fast and the Furious. It's not the Avengers. It's nothing where it's just like, holy shit. Like they get to go really fast. It's like, holy shit, this is really scary. Like, like being in that car is a death trap. Like, like there's a sequence in the Ford versus Ferrari trailer where there's a giant flip. And it looks really good. And it, you also kind of know that there's a real sense of like, oh, fuck. Like, this is shitty. That can so, just happen. Yeah. And so while I am not into car movies, I think that that is the level of car movie where I'm like, oh, this seems very self-aware that like the thing that is happening. I don't care about race movies. I don't care about cars in my real life. But like, I'm kind of down to watch this because I think manufactured drama around that in the same way that I find sports narratives to be interesting, I'm kind of compelled. See, I, I also do not find sports narratives interesting Fair. whatsoever. Um, I don't know. There's something about this that's very, like, Johnny Stars and Stripes. Sure. Where I'm just like, uh, It is very America versus Italy and then also not revealing Italy. <laughs> but by not revealing Italy, it's just very America versus everybody else. And I'll be like, I agree. Like, we can build a four legals faster than Ferrari because it's American and America is great. Well, and that's like, the thing that whatever. really works about Rush, right? Is Rush becomes like this like two-sided coin right. of like Sebastian Stan is the other, right? I think is the other guy. Something like that. Um, but the idea that the other guy is like, uh, you know, a very, uh, an interweaving part of the narrative where you are understanding both sides of it that like there's real emotional stakes here. Patriotism as an emotional stake has never really worked for me. no. Because it's like, cool, you won the genetic lottery and you were born in America by pure chance. Well, we'll kind of ironically talk a little bit about this in a trailer that's coming up in the roundup, but like, or in the rapid fire, but like, yeah, I don't know. It just, that doesn't, 
especially as someone that has no tether to cars, like Ford versus Ferrari. Like I, I you know, I'm aware that Ferrari is a much better car. I'm also aware yeah. that Ford is the underdog, and I aware am aware that just like the space race, like Ford beating Ferrari would be a, a large mile marker in this country's history. The thing I kind of enjoy about Ford versus Ferrari in general is that it's the kind of movie where I don't know the history, and so to go in blind and learn something seems compelling. Like I'm not. I'd rather just listen to a podcast about it. To be perfectly honest, sure. If there was like, if I found out that like Wondery was putting out a like six episode podcast series about how they built a Ford car in ninety days that could go faster than a Ferrari, and I could listen to it in my drive to work. In the same way that, like, I think it is compelling to read Wikipedia pages about right. things. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can learn information much quicker and in arguably a more concise kind because of Because like, you know why? A Wikipedia article is not going to emotionally manipulate you. But I don't mind that. Like, I like why else would I go to the movies? Like, I mind it when it's, like, just weird patriotism and cars. I guess. I just don't care. And I'm like, all right, I get it. This is a movie that just makes me go, I get it. I guess. Um, also, I don't think it's going to be good because it's not coming out in September or November. Uh, it comes. Out, I thought it came out in November. Does it come out in November? Oh, that makes me even more upset because now they're trying to go to the Oscars with it. Well, obviously. I mean, it's kind of like an Oscar. I would say that uh, I think it's funny that like every year that Christian Bale is nominated for an Oscar. He goes up there and just does his regular accent, and people go, "Holy shit! Did you know he's British?" And they're like all these surreal thing pieces. And then like here, he's actually doing his like weird Cockney British accent, and I'm sure like he'll get nominated for something, and people will be like, "Oh my god, did you know?" And it'll be like, "You weren't you didn't watch the movie?" Did At you? least he's not an extremely unhealthy weight. He is pretty thin. Yeah. He's not unhealthy. He's not machinist thin, but yeah. Someone needs to check on him. Oh, all the time. Check on Christian Bale. Ah, good for you. Friends of Christian Bale, check on him. That's my favorite part of the video. When he does that. (laughs) Turn your fucking lights down. Turn your fucking lights down. Um, I also will make the bold claim that I think that Damon looks pretty good in here, but I also feel like trailer Damon's the thing where like he's really only good in small, very micro-manufactured doses. Damon's a nice looking boy. I don't I'm not mad at it. No, I Damon is a cutie. Yeah, Damon's a nice looking boy. We had John Matt- Berthnell's in it. Berthnell's in this too. He was a good looking oh, boy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't uh, care. I'm okay. not gonna see this. You're not gonna see it. I'm not gonna see this unless it gets nominated for Best Picture, in which case I have to see it. You didn't see any of the last Best Pictures. I try to see them all every year. I just didn't do it last year. Okay, fair enough. Maybe I'll do it this year. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I've already been to the movies three or four times this year. It's an improvement. It is. Yes. I saw Detective Pikachu. Good for you. And I saw The Curse of La Llorona. And I saw Ma. Great. That's the whole three (laughs) movies, really? Yeah. Holy shit. I'm on track. Wow. Really crushing this. You know, what's really important in this day and age, CJ, is branding. Yes. But... Here's the thing is you can turn that around anytime you want. I like the movies that I see. I don't want to see movies I don't think I'm going to like. You like Curse of La Roma? I had fun watching it. Right. There's a whole dichotomy that Thomas and I have to talk about at some point right. where it's like there's good horror like The Witch and then there's bad horror. Yeah, you're just describing like good and bad The Bye Bye Man. And then, well, and then there's there's bad horror like The Forest. And then there's good bad horror, like Curse of La Llorona and Ma and Slender Man, where it's like not a good movie, but it's just kind of fun to watch and yell at. 
This is the whole thing. I don't... Movie tickets are so fucking expensive. I paid like almost $17 to see Ma. Yeah, dude. That's why I mostly only go to the movies that shout out sponsor us, The Vista. Because Vista, you can go during the afternoon. It's $6.50. It's the nicest theater that I've been to around here. It's an indie theater, so I feel good supporting it. And also, it's cheap. And also, if I go in, the, in later in the day, nine fifty. Not that bad. It's pretty good. I'll take it. I'll go see Dead Don't Die, even if I know I'm not going to like it for that price. Game on. I just got to... I got to... It's a bet. For me, going to the movies, it's like, do I bet $20 that I'm going to love this movie? Yeah, I won't. Or at least enjoy watching it. Unless I know it's something I have to talk about and know about. that, Like, Toy Story 4 is going to be in that realm. But I... I am excited for Toy Story 4. Reviews have started coming in and people say it's really good. They're very good. It doesn't have a short film attached to it, which I find to be surreal. Interesting. Interesting. I want to jump into some rapid fire. Sure. Uh, These are all Amazon and singularly one uh, Apple TV pilot. Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. Sorry, you were correct. Uh, We'll do the Amazon stuff first and then jump into the Apple TV thing last. But um, the first thing is Undone. That's the Bob Odenkirk vehicle. Mm Mm-hmm. It is uh, Raphael Bob Waksberg and Kate Purdy. Yeah. Who are... Uh, Raphael Bob Waksberg is the creator of BoJack, and Kate Purdy is one of the upper-level folks. Yeah. She's one of the visual development people. I think I should know this. I'm being a very bad animation person right now. But uh, they made this, and it looks weird as fuck. It's got the uh, similar kind of like motion capture animation as Scanner Darkly. Not a big fan of Rotoscope, personally. Roto really freaks me out. I think this looks as like specifically stylized, I feel like, as I've seen that animation style yeah. look. It doesn't really look like anything else, which is fun. Yes. And it feels... The story from what I could pick up, which is that it's like a girl who's like seeing things and is in a hospital and very Some like mental health. Kind yeah, of very like blending reality and dream and kind of where does one start and the other end. Yeah. Suits itself to the animated genre. No, animated medium. Because animation is a medium and not a genre. Wow, right. I am very tired. Um, suits itself to the animated medium very well. Correct. And it's something that feels organic to animation and is capitalizing on all of the wonders that the animated medium can provide. Yeah, there's definitely a, a very grounded, realistic story, I think, that's an undercurrent, while it's really, uh, you know, not unlike Bojack taking full advantage of the visual spectrum. There's definitely, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah, there's a lot of, like, opening walls, free-falling characters, kind of like yeah. there's... It, it's interested in playing with character design in ways that I think that the rotoscope kind of thing doesn't normally do. Like, for the most part, she's like, here's the gag. Like, it's a person, but we've animated, we've traced over it, you know, whatever. Like, this, that's the way that it looks. And here it's like... I, I guess the Scanner Darkly did that a little bit. The Linklater stuff have, has done that a little bit. But, like... This is, like, all in on, like, how can we take the animation level up Mm -hmm. um, in ways that, like, we would never be able to actually film. Yeah. Honestly, though, between the two, I would rather watch, like, Anomalisa than this. Okay. Well, that was, like, stop motion, though. Still animation. Still animation, for sure. Different. Yeah, you're right. Same realm of, like, it seems like thematics. But if you're going to go, like, weird, bonkers visual style, I would rather just, like, when it boils down purely to personal preference, I would rather have something really off the wall and tactile, like stop motion is, than something that's just, like, 
makes me feel like I'm in an AHA music video. Sure. But, like, AHA meets Black Mirror. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I don't know. I don't, I don't think what I'm trying to say is that I don't like it. I just wonder if it's going to wear thin in the context of an entire TV show. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that my kind of, like, base-level argument would be, like, I like the people involved. I love BoJack. And, oh, like, yeah. I, I think that on paper, like, BoJack is something that I would be, as I was for a long time, very hesitant to kind of delve into as, as something, like, that kind of on paper, and at least at least through most of season one and the way that it was pitched in season one, is very, like, a family guy aesthetic or whatever that maybe has something underneath it. And then it turns out that the thing underneath it is actually the thing that is the underbelly of what I actually give a shit about. Yeah. Which, and I think that this seems like it has a lot of it will end up having a lot of that DNA. It's just mm-hmm. going to be a different visual exploration of things that mm-hmm. BoJack has also done. Yeah. And that I like. It's interesting how BoJack is kind of becoming a jumping off point for adult animation, the way yeah. that Gravity Falls has become a jumping off point for 6 to 11. Sure. Because Gravity Falls, you know, you have Alex Hirsch, who is Alex Hirsch and has his new show at Netflix. Right. You have Dana Terrace, who's creating The Owl House at Disney, who was on Gravity Falls. You have Matt Brawley, who's creating Amphibia on Disney Channel that's on Gravity Falls. And so it's very like all of these people who were on Gravity Falls are now like kind of being scattered to the winds and everyone's like, what are they gonna do next? Like, what's gonna come after Gravity Falls? And BoJack is kind of seeing the same thing with uh, Toucan Birdie and now with Undone. And it's like, at least Tuka and Birdie is kind of the first thing to come out of the Bojack alumni, I guess. The umbrella isn't that far away, right? Like, it well, visually looks very it similar. It visually looks very similar, but that's because Lisa Hanawalt designed the look of Bojack. Correct. And Tuka and Birdie, like could not be more different than Bojack. Sure. They're like, com- they're almost incomparable. Yeah, we talked about that a lot in this club. Yeah, but now like having, I think this is the first time we've talked about it with me like having actually seen it. Sure. And so it's interesting how different all of these kind of like graduating class of Bojack projects sure. are. Yeah. Well, it's all, again, we're only two in. I, I have to imagine we're going to hit more. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I think that that remains the, like, true... In the 21st century, that remains the truest form of, like, uh, the exposure of how influential something actually was. Yeah. And that's true in in everything, genuinely. Like, I think that we see that in sports. I think we see that in animation, clearly, in in storytelling. That's just, like, you can... In film, I mean, like... What you attach yourself onto. Like, the Game of Thrones people. Like, who's gonna have a career after Game of Thrones? Simon Kingsburg got to fucking do an X-Men movie that failed. Yeah. And it's, like, the only reason he got to do that was because he got to be the writer and the thing. And, you know, like, it's the building off of, like, the tree. Like, where does the tree matter of the person who created the thing? And, like, where does that branch off? And they talk about this in Game of Thrones in the documentary, which I really, really liked, and I highly recommend if anybody can watch this. We'll never watch it. You should watch the documentary. Won't do it. It is very good. It will make you feel better about the show. Uh, You don't want to hear about... from the start or uh, season seven? It's... It's the documentary about the... It, was it season eight was the last season? Or eight or seven. I think I it was eight. Yeah. I don't even care. Yeah. But it's just a documentary about the production of season eight. Yeah, I don't care about that. 
But it's like a but it's about like the guy who was like a start guard for like four seasons and everybody knows him and like the lady who runs the coffee cart makes everyone wee toasties. Oh look, I've seen thirty for thirties. Like I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't need like that. But know? anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. it's it's like that where it's like they they talk about it in this documentary where it's like <clears throat> We, like, when all of these people are scattered over the earth and they're going to find their next jobs, they will have on their resume, like, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Of and people will know, like, this person knows their shit and, like, can work hard. Yes. If I can make a sports reference for two minutes that Please. you won't understand. Uh, <laughs> I just wax poetic about animation for, like, ten minutes. No, so. it's the Sean McVay tree, right? Like, Sean McVay was the coach of the uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, he literally reinvented the NFL over two years. And now, literally, if you were the roommate with Sean McVay, you will get a job somewhere in the NFL. It does not matter if you've ever coached a single day in your life. You will find a job because you knew Sean McVay. Some of his genius must have rubbed up on you. Mm. And... Uh, you know, sports obviously is like way crazier about that kind of thing than than probably Hollywood is. Mm-hmm. But you see that I think a lot. I think you see yeah. like, oh, well, you were in this writer's room, so you must, you, something must have come from that. The and office is like that too. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. Well, well, well the, the Mike Schur tree, right? Yeah, like that, that's an entire thing. Um, so yeah, and yet you know, you see like The Simpsons and Family Guy, not so much. Well, like, well, The Simpsons has obviously like a pretty extensive family tree, but the hit—it's it a pretty—it's a hit. It's a bigger hit or miss. But it's not like, oh, this guy did The Simpsons. Like, what's he gonna do? Sure, but then you go like, oh, Conan did The Simpsons, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's right, more right. like a retrospect. Well, sure, yeah. All of this is just looking back. I mean, obviously, like the same thing with Tuca Birdie, right? Like, that could be a one-season wonder, and then all of a sudden we go, oh, weird burnout. Like, that was the thing. You know what I mean? Like. All of this only exists in the retrospect of going, that thing was great. And then it spiraled out into these things. Yeah. How do we look back on the thing? It is a good measure of influence. You're right. I like that. Yeah, it's great. Um, it, it, and you're right. BoJack is like, I think, one of the more important. It's like BoJack and like Vince Gilligan. There are a couple of them where it's like, I think that the Rick people and Morty that, also. Like, yeah. Mike Chillian yeah. is Mike like a, a, big, a big boy now. There, there are definitely a number of them that I think you can see the, the trees start to spiral off. Yeah, oh, that matters, matters. But, um... Yeah? Cool. Let's jump into Carnival Row, which is literally just a teaser. But we can just Oh, God, poetic. are we still going to do this? Yeah, we're still going to do it. You know, Orlando Bloom, is he a fairy? Is Carla... Carla... Cara Delevingne, is she a fairy? When I had my second internship, I had... Uh, we covered reception. And one of the things that I used to have to do was do, like, a veil check. groom her eyebrows? Oh, oh I wish. Um, no, I wish I got to do anything that cool in my internship. But we had to do like a veil checks, which is like we're calling around to like, you know, going on IMDb Pro and finding out who their reps are right, and right, right. calling to see what their avails are. And the important thing when you're doing this is you need to pronounce their name correctly or they're going to think you're an idiot. Cara Delevingne. And so I had to do one for Cara Delevingne. And it turns out if you go on Google and you write in how to pronounce blah, 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 there will there is a lovely robot woman who will read it to you exactly the way it's meant to be pronounced. Mm. And I practiced Cara Delevingne like ten times before I made that call, and now I will always know. Yeah, I mostly. That know is her. my take on this trailer. I mostly know her as the uh, former ex or former girlfriend of uh, Saint Vincent, oh, Annie yeah. Clark. Uh, I don't know. Uh, she has intense eyebrows. I she can does. never get past that. Uh, women tell me that's a, a great quality. I don't see it. They're um, good brows. I, you say so. A strong brow. Um, Orlando Bloom is here. He's here. Also a large dick. 
Um, How do you know the dick sizes of these people? Oh, you've never seen those images? What? Him and Katy Perry. What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I will not link them in the description box. <laughs> I will show Kate when we're done here. Do you just, like, hang out watching celebrity sex tapes? What do you do when we're not recording this podcast? I love celebrity dick. Do you? I absolutely do. Are you a star fucker? Uh, hate the band Starfucker. Don't like them. Played our university back in the day. Uh, Starfucker in the term you're referring to, not really. Like, I just love, like, if you were to name, like, random celebrities, like, I would either have theories about how big their dicks are or no. Like, John uh, Hamm, huge dick. Huge dick. Everyone knows that, right? Or the game. Have you ever seen the game's dick? No. Oh, boy. You are missing out. Uh, the game, uh, you'll see him on a billboard actually down the street. But you know, the documentary, huge rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah crazy. What other males? What about Johnny Depp since we're doing Orlando Bloom? Probably decent sized, I would imagine. Really? I think Johnny Depp, like, average dick. We could. That's probably when we could find out, I bet. I bet. Yeah. But Orlando Bloom, decent size. Yeah? Yeah, decent. He You've, like, actually for... seen it. Yeah, yeah. I'll pull up a picture later. Do I? Okay. Is it worth me doing it on the pod? Can you. Can you... I can vamp. Yeah, you vamp. Okay. Yeah. So. Anyway, this looks whatever. Like. The, I, yeah, this looks whatever. I mean, we we thought that this was like a whole trailer, and then we pulled this up, and we went like, oh, and then that was it. But like, the gag is there. Cara Delevingne and Orlando Bloom are standing back to back, and there's fairy wings. But, like, which one is the fairy wings? Is it, like, actually that, though? Because when I was watching it, I was like, I just assumed, like, there was a sense of mystery between who was actually, like, the mystical one. And actually, in reality, I'm sure it's, like, pretty obvious. Like, I've only seen this teaser once. but I... Who do you think it obviously is? I would imagine it's her because of yeah. like, surreal, like, And she has stuff. the eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, she has fair, right. magical fairy eyebrows. You're not wrong. Um, I don't know if these are going to load. No. I know, I want them to look. I can keep vamping. I know, but this is, there's only so much. Oh, wait. I think it's coming. I think it's coming. Ew, is it coming? I don't want to see it if it's coming. No, he's he's paddleboarding in Hawaii, I believe, is the whole situation. With his dick? So my story about this is... Is his dick so big that he's paddleboarding with God, it? Close. It's just like hard rod, just like paddleboarding with Katy Perry? It's not hard, that's the thing. It's like, not hard? It's just regular... Just floppy dick paddleboarding. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to find it. You've hyped me up so much. I know, I'm not gonna be able to find Why it. Why isn't it working? Because here's the thing is it's like a not safe for work thing. So like I'm gonna have to go through like several layers of things just to find the thing. And like that's not gonna help me at all. All hype. I got all prepared to see Orlando Bloom's dick. I know. I was never really an Orlando Bloom girl when Pirates was a thing. I was very much a Johnny Depp girl. And turns out I was on the wrong team. You were definitely on the wrong team. I know, like but I the... like a bad boy. You know so here's me. the thing, by the way, is that, like, this is just, like, the image that was shown. So here's the thing. <laughs> okay. We've run long on this one, which we didn't think we were going to talk about that long. But We needed something to talk about. Here's the thing, is that the Orlando Bloom picture came out with him and Katy Perry. And I was like, and then it said, like, oh, you get, like, he's just naked paddleboarding. She is not naked, by the way. Like, it's just him. He is, li- I'll show you the picture in a second. But, like, it came out and it was, it was censored. And I went, this is bullshit. And so I went on, like, literally, like, an insane mission. Like, at my job. Like, definitely not a thing <laughs> I should do. Um, 
to find the picture. And it turns out they had not released it yet. Like, like literally, like someone had it, and like they just they they intentionally the who the publication that had gotten it had intentionally censored it. And the only thing that exists on the internet had, was censored. So this is him. He's oh, doing this the paddleboarding thing, but he's it's censored, right? Um, and that not with the smiley face, but like that that was the only thing that existed on the internet for like a long time for for like forty eight hours. Not that long, but like a long enough time that I was like fucking obsessed, like. How am I going to see how big Orlando Bloom's cock is? It's the only thing I give. This shit is about. intense. I mean, like, you're right though, because even like just looking at the censored version, you can tell that it's big. Do you want the smallest celebrity cock I've ever seen? Who? Terrence Howard. Really? Very small. This is a strange pastime you have. Have we told you about Kate does dicks? I don't know what that is, but it, it might need to be safe for a different pod. So, no, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. It. We need right, we need to it. fill time yeah, on go, this yeah, like yeah, weird yeah, non-trailer. Yeah, so, it. Kate does dicks is a hypothetical bonus content thing where okay. we have like a bunch of hypothetical articles and features squirreled away for when we finally get shut down and we're just gonna nuke the website. Sure. One of them. Great to know as someone that's. A, a contributor financially of this site that didn't know this was going to happen. Continue. This isn't going to happen, but it's like it's like how you know you have a you have a bug out bag. It's like our bug out bag, but instead of cash okay, and passports, it. it's full of articles. Oh, do you find it? Yeah, yeah. That's just like regular. Oh. <laughs> that's just like his standard penis. <laughs> like that's not like there's no girth to it. Like it's just. That's it's what very it thin and long. It's long, like right. Yeah, it's long. But like. That's just him hanging out. Like, he's just paddleboarding. He's kind of, like, half-mast. It's uh, not totally flaccid. I don't... I unless don't, it's the momentum of the paddleboarding that's kind of making I it I genuinely believe that to be, like, 10%, maybe. Like, it's mostly him just hanging out. I Why think is that, he naked? I, that's the other thing that I don't understand but, about this. But here's photo. the thing, CJ. He's not naked. He's wearing a hat. Well, right, he's wearing a hat, and Katy Perry is fully clothed. Not fully clothed, she's wearing like she's a She's in a bathing suit. You know, but... He is fully naked, dick out, in a dad and hat. Other thing, how much does it bum you out that that dick literally is just contrived of STDs that she got from Russell Brand? That uh, sucks so much. <clears throat> when was this? This was like 2013 or 14 or 15. 15, probably 15, I bet. I accidentally... It's okay. It doesn't matter. Interesting. Yeah, there it you is go. a no, weird-looking yeah. dick. It's weird, but it is pretty large. Like that's just the regular thing. Like I have to imagine it's getting larger as things go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, Kate does dick. Oh, okay. So hypothetical in our bug out bag of articles, we have. Kate, what did you just eat off your table? No, it's just like whiskey. <laughs> I wanted to. Make <laughs> so, you know what? This is a judgment-free zone. Yeah. So. Hypothetically, the the bit is that all because, in case you haven't noticed, I'm the only female editor of Married Around Magazine. You don't say. I do say, and so the the bit is that all of the other male editors will take anonymous dick pics and put them anonymously into a Dropbox folder. Did not agree to this. And I have to guess whose dick is whose. Kind of compelled by that, knowing the editor panel. Right? See? Because, like, some of them would be easy. I don't want to out anybody on mic, but some of them would be easy and some of them would be a toss-up. Still don't love the idea. It's in the bug-out bag. We probably won't ever need it. Only, like, 20 people will give a shit about that. 
It's kind of fun. Yeah. It's more. It's it's more to just fully assume my role as the as the um, the D Reynolds of this friend group. The D Reynolds. Well, I'm glad that not only was I outed as someone that loves celebrity dick pics, but you also are going to be outed as the judge of the future editor panel. I just like to judge. Selection. Sure. I can judge anything. Sure. I'm very judgmental. Well, I'm going to show you a picture of the game that's going to make your head spin like a dog. <laughs> Holy shit. I um, love that this is your pastime. We learn so much about each other on this podcast, CJ. Genuinely, if you find a dick pic, you send it to me. I will. I love it. It's my favorite I have thing. never, I have never sent nor received a dick pic ever in my entire life. <sighs> I too have never sent Please a dick Please don't pic. send me dick pics if yes. you're listening to this. I yes. realize that that seems like an invitation. I, I do never, not want them. I've never sent a dick pic and I uh, have received many dick pics, but only in the context that people know that I love them, so... Interesting. Uh, yeah. I've seen plenty of non uh, Look, if, ladies, if you're out there, I'll, I'll assess non-dick pics, too. You know, or non-celebrity dick pics, I should say. Um, boy, maybe it should be. Drunk... Maybe it should be CJ does dicks. This is the... maybe. Maybe because I mean you've got the expertise. I clearly don't have the expertise. You have the Love background. It. Love it. Let's make. We that can happen. do like a dick battle royale. Let's do it right now. We'll do it on the pod. That'll be a separate pod. What two... other trailers do we have to talk about? <laughs> we have two more. Oh my god. Um, we have uh the boys. Carl Urban would love to see his dick. For the record, big I dick love... or small dick. I hope it's massive, but I have no idea. Mm. I, I love Carl Urban. He's Australian. I'm sure it's large. Um, it's got Haley Joel Osment. We love him. We have talked about the boys on this pod before. We have. Teaser, very misleading. Well, I feel like the teaser was very focused, if I remember hazily, on like the actual superheroes. Yeah. And less on... Uh, you know, the main characters of this show. Yeah, Carl <laughs> Urban and the like, cleanup crew or whatever yeah. they do. Uh, it's cool, though. Like, I like it. What are they? Some kind of suicide squad? Right? There's definitely a lot of that kind of... But like a better version of yeah. the thing. It's kind of fun. Excellent needle drop in this trailer. Yes, I was. Yes, we. We're getting I, there. It happened so long ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were a different people then. We get to hear Carl Urban talk about both sporty and baby spice. And then it just slow, like he starts talking about her, and then you just hear, wow. and CJ looks over at me like, oh my god. I'll tell you what I want. Well, it's just like the bass at first, but yeah. it's like way spaced out, like little punches. It is. And a, so like, you know it's coming and you're just so ready for it. When it, it is happens. a delightful needle drop. It is amazing. Yeah. One of, like, honestly, one of the better ones we've seen on this pod. I love a self-referential needle drop. So yes. anytime someone can mention the artist and then mention the thing, I'm in. Does out up. here in the field and Stranger Things where they're out in a field count? No, because that is <laughs> that is a diegetic needle drop and not like an actual like commentary needle drop. Well, which the tra is trailer audio is the very definition of non-diegetic. No, no. Trailers I, are non-diegetic. I mean, like that is like showing us the thing that is diegetically happening in the trailer, like like the, being the, out in a field. Right. Exactly. Versus I will this, continue this to is talk like, about this. I, you love it. It's this, versus <laughs> Carl Urban is like actually leading in the characters of the people that are singing. It would be like if I was like, yeah. and then Johnny Cash, and then like we just jumped into a Johnny Cash song, and I'd be like, holy shit, I fucking love this so much. 
Um, let's see Johnny Cash's dick. Um, Big dick. God, I hope it's massive. Oh, I bet it is. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, I also found it disturbing that someone ran so fast that they eviscerated a woman. Yeah. Um, did not like that part of the But you know what? That could happen if superheroes were real. That could be a thing. Yeah, it's the unspoken part of what the Flash can do, I suppose. Yeah, he could just, like, annihilate people. Yeah. Should use that more often. He really should. Yeah, you're right. Like, he should actually yeah, murder people. Yeah, he's running at, like, a thousand miles an hour, like, he doesn't have to fight anyone. He could just, like, ram into people and vaporize them. How fast does the Flash go? Uh, I don't know, but it seems like it's fast enough that he could, like, run around the world very quickly. Same as Superman. He's gotta be going, like, at least 200 miles an hour. Wouldn't the argument be that, like, he would hurt himself in the process of hurting... Like, it's not like Superman where he is made of something strong. What if he borrowed Captain America's shield? That's a different universe. What if he borrowed it? I do not want to drag you on this pod. Uh, CJ, you literally drag me on this pod all the time. But I can't do it about superhero stuff. That's, so... that's true. But what if? I CJ, need... it's almost like all these characters are made up. Okay, I really need you to acknowledge that DC and Marvel are different universes. They are different. Cannot, they are can't, different. cannot take the shield. Okay, so what if he had Wolverine in oh his adamantium it's skeleton? The same goddamn thing. Holy shit. Is Wolverine Marvel? Yeah. <laughs> Name me five DC characters. Batman. Great. Superman. Nailed it. Wonder Woman. Crushing it. Uh, Aquaman. Murdered it. Uh, and The Flash. Great. Sure. Yeah, you named See? the five Justice League characters that are in the Justice League. Yeah! League. Great. I'm, I'm, you know, I pay attention. I'm not totally forgotten. Yeah. Finally, let's jump into For All Mankind. That's the Apple TV show. What, what if the Russians got to the moon? Would that be a, quite a laugh? It seems like it's quite a laugh for these characters who are very dramatic about it. I mean, on one hand, I can only imagine the collective diaper shitting that would have happened if the Russians really did get to the moon before us. Well, this is that thing that we were talking about earlier about the, like, the level of like earned patriotism that seems like yeah. happens in these kinds of things. But I really do feel like if the Russians had put a man on the moon before us, we would have been like, what's the next thing? Like, right. we're gonna put a base on the moon. Or like, we're gonna put a woman on the moon. Or like, yes. something like that. That I can buy. That feels right. Yeah, the continued, like, patriotic reassurance of this trailer is, like, insane. They're like, yeah. we, we'll get to the next point, it's okay. And, like, yeah. the frustration that exists behind it. And I actually think that's, like, really compelling. And if the show is actually, like, in a kind of Mad men kind of sense, like, interested in exploring, like, the toxic elements of what that would even, yeah. you know, devolve down to, great. I'm in. Like, that show seems cool. Because it doesn't seem like a space show, even though it's really, like, centered around, like, Space. They made it first. Our Can favorite thing. Can we get there? Who uh, knows? Let's ask them. Let's find out. Do they know things? Uh, <laughs> let's ask them. I, I just... I I like the idea. Uh, I think that, like, it's an interesting lead-off show, or one of the many lead-off shows, narratively, for, for Apple. Apple is making content. Well, they're making a lot of reality content, but, like... I don't... Reality like reality reality? Or reality... Excuse me. Reality like historical. 
Yes, they're doing reality content because they took over. They have the Carpool Karaoke show that they do. Yeah, but that's not like their launch titles for their new platform. Mm, correct. It's just the thing they already had. Because their new slate is very like America, ideas, innovation. It's this. You know, it's like if a startup tried to own a TV studio. Well, didn't. Isn't the Raven Quest thing that we talked about on the E3 episode yeah. an, an Apple TV thing? We did, thing? yeah. Yes, an Apple TV Plus. It's thing. very like technology, questions of identity, and moving the needle forward and thinking different, maybe? Well, I wonder if, like, <laughs> this is surreal. I wonder if, like, Apple thinks, like, oh, people assume that we're like a tech company. So, like, what if we make things that, like, seem like they were made by tech companies? That's literally what they're doing, though. All their fucking content is like it's made by a tech company. That can't be all of it, though. It's true. Their Sesame Street thing is about teaching preschoolers the basics of coding. Oh, really? Yes. And it's like, well, it's not like coding, coding. It's just like teaching them sequences. And I'm like, it's coding. That's how they're selling it. Yikes. It's a little weird. It's a little icky. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I don't want that in any uh, capacity. But you know what? I bet all the people that wrote for it are great. I think that they probably paid those people, A, a bunch of money, and B, I, I would hope that the shows are good, even if they, like, probably are underwatched. Yeah. Like, I just don't know why anyone They'll be good, be and the individual people that worked on them in any capacity are excellent. Come on the pod if you did that. Or don't. Or do! I would say those people should come on the pod. Because you're great. You I should. I, it's not their fault that they work for a weird tech company. It's weird. I can only imagine. But you know, Netflix was a tech company. Yeah, and in some ways the content they make is still tech company-ish, but... Yeah, but it's good. And it doesn't Mostly. feel evil. Sometimes. Usually. Even though we just talked about how a lot of the things we do on this podcast feel like they were like created in a like lab house, you know, lab warehouse, you know, yeah. trailer house, whatever. If the algorithm knows what I want, I'm, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not then wrong. like it's giving me what I want. What I don't want is preschoolers running tech support hotlines because they know how to code now. I would watch that though. I don't want preschoolers to be coding and then like shoving crayons up their nose like i will learn the sequence of crayons that i put up my nose also fair kate what do you have coming up on the site oh leading up right into july 4th weekend hamlet hamlet very excited for stranger things right now that's coming anticipation they're gonna be out in that field i'm gonna scream when they're in the field you know it. It's coming. Yeah. They're 11. They're going to be at the mall. They're maybe fucking now. That's a big deal for them. New Coke. Oh. New Coke. I'm just talking about what's going on in TV and not in my section. I don't know. There's always cool shit on the website to read. It'll be a new month. So. It will. Yeah. I will be probably like brain meltingly anxious and preparing for Comic-Con by the time you're hearing this. Yeah. But it'll be fun. Comic-Con is good. Comic-Con's coming. Big upset in the TV world. Warner Brothers not doing a Hall H panel this year. Not doing one. Not doing one. Comic-Con as an organization is cracking down on non-comic and non-animation companies having a large presence at their event. Yeah. Because it's getting out of control. It's true. They changed the whole badge system. It's totally different now. No, I know. I just roll my eye a little bit because it's like that's what put Comic-Con on the map. But 
That's good. Maybe it didn't want to be in Great. We'll see. Yeah. Comic-Con is fun as fuck. I'm going to be there. It is fun. I like being drunk for 13 hours for free. That I've never done, but I have Oh, that's the way to do it. You just got to, like, charm your way into all the various industry parties and drink for free and eat free food. Yeah, we never made it to industry parties. They're so fun. We had industry badges, we just never made them. Like, this is not a flex. Like, I legit lied my way into every single party I went to at Comic-Con last year, except for one. Like, I am not a special person who gets to go to industry parties. I'm just sly. So, like... Yeah, we just went, like, as regular industry people, but, like... Like, I wasn't trying to get into parties, I guess. Parties are fun. Go to the Wired Lounge. Wired Lounge. There's free bottomless booze and food. That sounds great. It's amazing. I was legit drunk from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. And I paid for none of it. The only thing I paid for that day was one slice of pizza. Because I was drunk and I was walking by pizza and I wanted pizza. Sounds good. I definitely have the pizza at Comic-Con. Ah, so good. Yeah. What about you, CJ? What do you have coming up? Um, What's cool in music right now? What are you excited about in music? Uh, we will have a interview with this awesome band from India called the F-16s. Uh, that you should be able to read right now. Really good. They have an EP out on House Arrest. Um, really good. Muhammad crushed that. That's a really good interview. Um, just with an interesting, compelling band that I think if they had a full length, they'd be like starting to hit like a tame impala stride mm. i'm gonna put that out there in the world um you can find early next week a uh review not review like a feature of like best albums we wish you would have heard uh mm. throughout the first half of the year so it's a nice little like callback feature like check out some stuff that we haven't either written about or Stuff that maybe got written about that, uh, you know, other writers wish that it had gotten a little bit more of a shine, whatever. Mm. Um, so that's up there. Probably a bunch of other shit, too. I but. have to go see if Lil Nas X responded to my tweet because they promised last week that I would update. So I'm quickly going to go grab my phone because it's charging. It would be insane if in the time between us recording this pod and the next pod that we're doing now, like the, that text that happened... Let's see. Let's see. see. Drum roll. What did you ask if he had a... I asked, I said, at Lil Nas X, do you hang out with Sylvester Stallone? Please respond. The answer is no. Oh, well. He did not respond. Soon. If he responds, you people will be the first to know. You'll be the first to know, I promise. It'll be very cool. We love you, Lil Nas X. Even if you don't respond, I still love you. I think you're great. Come on the pod. Come on the pod. Um, Yeah. And cool. then next time you hear from us, we'll be doing a power hour and getting oh way boy. fucked the fuck up. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, follow us on socials at Trailer Trash Pod on Instagram, at T Trash Pod on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. Do patreon.com slash M G R M. M as in Mary. G as in ghouls. R as in raging alcoholic. M as in. Mm, not sure if that tequila shot was a good idea. And there's a very good chance that it would be worth you following that because the week that we have off after the 4th of July will probably have an episode exclusively up for uh, Patreon subscribers. Might be fun. Yeah. You don't know. Don't want to miss out. Don't want to miss out. You're going to miss out on all the pins and stickers that we mailed out. Yep. They're in the mail. 
if you're listening to this, you probably have gotten it already. Yeah. And you're enjoying it right now. How does it look? Is it good? We're super proud of them. They came out really good. They did. They're great. They are. The pins are good. Honestly, was not sure if I would like the pins, but I really like them a lot. As professional a thing as I've ever done. Yep. The stickers I knew I would like. The pins I was out on, but like they look really, really good. And the shirts are going to be dope. Yeah. Follow us right now, for real. Uh, toss a couple bucks our way. Do it. We need it for our medical bills. Don't lie like that. I mean, liver. <laughs> That's still a medical thing. Yeah, but I mean, in the future, we might need it. Yeah, but I hope people aren't using the slight amount of money that comes from this for medical bills. Not right now, but if we get enough. Well, because well, 300 is our goal that we need to hit in order to reliably right. pay our contributors. Maybe 400 is they medical send us to bills. like a nice like rehab facility in Malibu, like a good one. Just like the one Bojack goes to. I yeah, understand. not like the shitty one that you go to. Yeah, it's bad. It's the Scientology Center, so. <laughs> yep. All right. Clear out those thetans. <laughs> well, I got to go to Zanu sometime. All right. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.